Welcome to Bottoms on Top. I'm John. This is Ian. And this is the last time you'll ever be hearing our voices together on this podcast. Or maybe the last time you'll ever be hearing this podcast. I'm glad we don't have to fight anymore about who's going to start, because I always want you to start, and you always are like, Ian, you start. I know. Well, you're going out, so this is my graduation present to you. Thank you. Um, I, I feel like we talk about Grindr a lot. Mm-hmm. But it's only because I'm on Grinder like 33% of my awake time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and something that I've been thinking about is don't – the thing where it's like what are you looking for or whatever, that category, mm-hmm. leave it blank. Mm. Because if, I think what you're looking for depends on who who's messaging you. That's true. And so if someone who you're not trying to get with messages you and they're like, oh, what are you looking for? You want to be like, oh, mostly just chat. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But if you have you're looking for right now in your description, they're going to know that you're lying. Has that happened to you? Has someone called you out? No, because I don't have that section filled out. Oh, smart. Yeah. I feel like with dating apps, give as little information as possible. Make them know. wonder. Make them wonder, exactly. That's how I think. I feel like not... That reminds looking for now that those words remind me of the question that people ask all the time on Grindr, which is like, what are you looking for? Mm-hmm. What are you into? Yeah, what are you into? I hate those questions. It's so boring. It's so boring. Because sometimes they will ask it like on the third question. And mm-hmm. I'm like, this is not a business deal. Mm-mm. Like, I want to get to know you. Mm. Like, I want to know what books to read. <laughs> You I know. don't. I don't want that. I want to be able to project as much fantasy as I can on you. So I'm gonna excavate as much information out of you as possible. Interesting. Yeah. I know that's something you've been thinking about is Lady Gaga's new single. Oh shit! I'm pressed. Oh my god. Okay. So for those of you who, this is one of those things where like people who don't get it are going to be listening and being like, oh shit, this is going to be big. And then I'm going to say what I have to say about Lady Gaga single. And they're like, what? Like, why is he losing sleep over this? But I am because, okay, my analysis of Lady Gaga Mm -hmm. over the last seven years, really since, I mean, okay. So Lady Gaga controlled pop music when she dropped Fame Monster. Oh, yes. Bad Romance like, that became the model pop song. Yeah, like, look at Nikki's early career moves. Look at, like, Beyonce when she released Girls. Like, Girls was, like, a huge departure from her usual style, and it was so elaborate. And I think that was when Gaga, like, ruled pop. Yeah. She was HBIC. Yeah. And there's no there's no arguing that. Exactly. But then I think she immediately followed up with Born This Way. And I think her message with that was... I could control the charts or I can do what I want to do and people will still listen. And people did. People did. She wore a condom dress and we loved it. And we loved it. But it, it was different. And then art pop was even more different. And people kind of started, the, the more mainstream music people started to fall off, the stands remained. And then we have Joanne, which is like, well, sorry. Okay. I, I forget Cheek to Cheek happened, uh, but we don't need I to go a, there. We don't need to go. And Joanne is like, 
all right, she has, like, shed any, like, connection to pop. Like, she's just out here making the music that she wants to make. She's not caring about commercial success. She's doing whatever she wants. So this trajectory has been veering in one direction for seven years, as far as I'm concerned. And then right now, April 2017, she's released Joanne. That's her aesthetic. That's this is the we're in the Joanne era and she hasn't even toured yet for Joanne. So we're like in it. We're in the middle of it. And all of a sudden she drops this single during her headline set at Coachella that is not Joanne. And it's sound Jaren compared it to Ariana Grande. And I was like, that's perfect comparison. almost. Yeah. Within two seconds of hearing it for the first or like my first listen, two seconds in, I'm like, this is mainstream pop right now in April 2017. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Gaga, what are you doing? And she's not even charting that well. Well, is she? I don't... No, wait. No, it was. It was the first iTunes number one, right? Yes. Well... Of 2017 by a female single artist. We're getting there. Yes. Okay. So I'm listening and I'm like, this is a radical departure from the path she's been on for nearly a decade. Yeah. So why? What is the motives? And my fear was that maybe Joanne's not doing as well commercially as it could be, and she's afraid that the tour is not going to sell well, so Mm -hmm. she drops a pop single to get people to buy tickets. Mm. And I'm like, that is not a Gaga move. That is not not a a Gaga move. move. That's an act of desperation. But I would prefer that than for her to come up with an entire album that sounds like that. Well, That's my biggest fear, is that this might be a preview of her album. I don't know what's coming next, Mm -hmm. but my current theory, because when I saw... I I was worried. I was like, I felt about the state of pop music the way that many people feel about the state of politics in this country, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. given the last election. Like, I was like, I don't know what's real anymore. I don't know where things are going. And then I saw the news that it passed Ed Sheeran's Shape of You on iTunes Mm -hmm. for number one. And I'm, it hit me. She's just doing it to remind us that she could if she wanted to. Mm. Interesting. Like, give her 15 minutes, a pen and a napkin, and she will shit out a hit single for the pop charts. She did that, actually. That was Bad Romance. Exactly. Yeah. And so I feel much more at peace and much more affirmed in my standship. And it's good. That's another thing. It's not vapid pop music. It's still good. It's just more, has more mainstream appeal. I think because her, she's so influenced by, like, Andy Warhol and talks about him all the time. Like, I feel like she's pulling Andy. Like, she's trying to give people what she... She kind of keeps on guessing, but she also gives people what they want occasionally. Mm-hmm. So, like, you can't really... Like... No, you can never, like, clearly read her intentions. No. So, I'm stressed, too. My thing with Gaga is... Someone was like, oh, did you buy the cure on iTunes? And I'm like, no, because she doesn't need me to because it's already knocked Ed Sheeran out of the office perch. And two, she doesn't want my money. I don't know if she needs it or not, but that's not what she's I'm doing it for. I'm concerned about her money because I feel like she has not been making money for a long time now. Well, her her look is also much less expensive than it used to be. I, I remember like back in like 2011. Oh, my God. People, I don't know how she paid for it. Yeah, people were writing things where it's like, you know, she's not – she can't be taking a lot of this money home because – the look is so expensive and it's a new look every time she steps out of the house. So I don't think she... I'm, I, Unless I don't know. designers I'm were giving her free things. Yeah. Which happens a lot. That's true. 
I think we've talked enough about Gaga for this episode. Joyce is like checking her phone. She's like, when's my next meeting? <laughs> I run the DP. <laughs> my friend, to on a different topic of like just hooking up. Um, so my friend who graduated, he was talking about how like dating in real life is so much different from dating like college students. Mm-hmm. And I am so scared to find out. I think it might I don't be better. Know. I, don't I don't know. know. Like, because there's usually, like, no unifying experience. And I feel like I've only had to work with unifying experience of, like, being either a college student or being a Penn student or, like, you know, like, that kind of stuff. So, But at the same time, I think it's so exciting to think about being detached from True. this unified experience. Mm-hmm. Because I think at, it becomes such a cesspool. Yeah. Like, right. we need some genetic diversity because we've been inbreeding for the last four years. Oh, my God. And That's gross. <laughs> I think it'll be interesting also to, like, not have to balance, like, meeting at 11 p.m. and then, like, texting the other person and, like, figuring out when I'm going to see that person and, like, like knowing your schedule two weeks in advance but also knowing that, that like, for those two weeks, you're really, really busy from, like, when you wake up until you go to sleep because you have homework and tests and, like, mm-hmm. emails to answer to. So I feel like dating, when you don't have homework that come with you, will be really interesting. And I don't want to find out, but I guess I'll find out. This ties nicely into what we're going to be talking about later with Kyan Jordan about the summer thought bop. And... Of course, Cody Smith will be leading another round of Consent or No. We're back with this miserable faggot Cody Smith (laughs) for another round of Consent or No. Yeah, I know that the listeners did not get what they needed last week, and I tried to make up for it, and I can't say I did. So just like... <laughs> just let your actions speak for themselves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So all I can say is going out on a higher... Is this our last consenter? No. This is our it last is. episode. Yeah, so I'm going out on a mediocre note, like, <laughs> as, I always, try, the way as I always try to. Um, so... Perfect hairline, average dick, or big dick, bad hairline. (laughs) Where do your priorities lie? Perfect hairline. I don't really care about a hairline, but I'm team tiny dick anyway, so. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, so you really benefit from that. Oh, wow. I, maybe I. I Maybe your lot. priorities are yeah. a little wrong. No, no, no. I say I care a lot about a hairline. Like, depending on the age. But if you, like, shave your head, it's not a problem. But What was it originally? Oh, I, I was going to do, like, big butt average dick. And I was like, no, I think the hairline yeah. is the real test there. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> um, Nicki Minaj or Azealia Banks, which I don't know. Like, it's 2017. Like, can we talk about Azealia Banks? Like, I don't know. <laughs> like... I'm a little scared bringing her up, but... Oh, my God. You know what? If I can call you a faggot in the introduction <laughs> to this segment, Azalea Banks can call whatever French airline employee she wants a faggot. Yeah, Azalea Banks. I love her. I listen to her every day. Yeah. Like, every day. And I search soundtrack, like sound SoundCloud, like... Search her name once in a while to see if she has made a new music. Nikki, <laughs> like, she kind of just, like, rolls into my, like, yeah, Instagram, yeah. so. Yeah. Ian's uh, Twitter bio is 
a play on Azalea Banks lyrics. Yes, it is. Thank you. Um, Azalea Banks, we're all rooting for you. <laughs> I just need her to collect her life. <laughs> yeah. Like, please. I will say, she can she can call a French airline employee a faggot. The thing, what she did with Zane. <laughs> so oh, that bad. was insane. Actually, for that, I'm going to have to say Nikki. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, like, oh. she can atone for herself or whatever mm-hmm. in time, but at this point, I can't. Yeah, the, the Zane comment is so, so bad, <laughs> but... <laughs> I would consent to Azealia. I like, guess. I feel like she is two, like, <laughs> Good Morning American interviews away from, like, making a comeback. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, like, she's really... I want her to get the help she needs and come back and like, make better bangers. management. Yeah. Like, maybe get off social media for a while. And I'm rooting for her. We could do a whole episode on Azealia. Yeah. yeah. I don't even know that much, but I could still <laughs> talk about her. <laughs> <laughs> and then my last one is not good either. Lindsay <laughs> Lohan or Paris Hilton. That's pretty good. Okay, thank you. Um, I just feel like it's not like current enough. Like, oh, no, I think they're very good. current. Um, I'm gonna. Oh, God bless them both, really. But I'm gonna have to go with Lindsay. Okay. Yeah. Because. Ooh. Um. Honestly, I have no good reason. Oh, no, I do, I do, I do. Because... Invents one. <laughs> um, her, I mean, Paris has been kind of, like, under the radar for a while, but the way that Lindsay has been branding herself recently is so inspiring. I, I'm obsessed. She literally, like, made up an accent and started using it, which I'm all, all for, for anyone who wants to do that. Um, she's, like, this, like... Read the Bring entire Quran to the Middle East. Yeah, yeah like <laughs> she's like r- giving interviews where she's like, "I was racially profiled for wearing a headscarf at an airport." It's wild. What is going on? How did we get to this point? I'm obsessed. And she's like, "My accent is a mix of all the different languages and cultures I've been around recently." I'm like, "That's not how it works." <laughs> She... I took linguistics 001, <laughs> Lindsay, and that's not how it works. She's wow. getting her life, I guess. <laughs> I love it, I yeah. love it. And her afterlife, she's doing <laughs> it. If there's anything to take away from this section, is that the gays love fallen stars. <laughs> we do. <laughs> we love them washed up. We love a trap, yeah. We, we want them a little retro. Washed up, going through your spiritual phase, like, figuring it out. I think where. A former starlet washes up, says a lot. Oh, and, and we are the shore. <laughs> and, like, and this is not something I've ever seen before. Like, I, I know I'm young, but Lindsay's like choice of the shores upon which she has washed. Yeah, is wild. Uh, I, I feel like if she continues this and does it well, she will get like an HBO special. Oh, like she will yeah. give give us yeah. next Grey Garden. Wow, I feel like. He just named dropped Great Gardens, which is one of my that was bold favorite obsessions, and I don't know, I don't know if I can support that, but time will tell. Time yeah. will tell. Well, you, have forget- you given your answer yet? Oh, um, it's actually this one is really tough for me because I love Paris like in her heyday. Like Paris is a comedic genius, and no one fully gave her credit yeah. for that. Yeah. Like she's so funny, but I have and to Nicole say Richie where too. and Nicole Richie is genuinely a genius. hysterical. Yeah. 
But where Lindsay is today, like, I, how can I say I no? I have to consent to Lindsay Lohan. There are two separate questions, like 2004 Paris and Lindsay or 2017 Paris right. and Lindsay. And we, we, we <laughs> Wait, okay, I feel like Paris Hilton is like Janet Jackson of reality stars. <laughs> she is the blueprint. <laughs> she is the blueprint. <laughs> I did not and know we were going to stand for these people oh today, my God. but I'm so happy. Like, for- she has a fake voice that like she used on TV. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I like, know. her perfume sells, like, every couple of minutes. I've read the, like, in-depth. Yeah, like, the Reddit, the Reddit yeah. pages on her. That like, why she's actually, like, a genius. And, yeah. Like, she's like a head idiot. bitch in charge. And she's like, like she's a vintage a radio yeah. collector. Like, it's so <laughs> bizarre. And uh. also, the headline I love... I think it was, like, put out by, like, the right-wing media during the Republican (laughs) primary, so I shouldn't really, like, plug it. But the thing about, like, her growing her wealth at a more impressive rate than Donald Trump is, like, blows my mind. Yeah, Yeah, she got a couple millions, and look where she is now. Yeah. Paris, like, we are indebted to you forever and always. We really are. Without her, we wouldn't have Kardashians. Or literally, literally, or Kesha, or Kesha, wow, yeah, or I Britney get... Spears' <laughs> breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> Do the Sorry. listeners even realize that Kesha's first appearance in the public sphere was on an episode of The Simple Life? Oh my God! Did wait, you even realize? Wait, that? yes, I did because she's in the IB program. She's talking about it having great SAT scores. Yes, I did know this. Um, Nicole and Paris were helping Kesha's mom, Peeb Siebert. <laughs> Find a love interest. <laughs> oh my wow. god! And she birthed Lindsay, <laughs> like the new, like yeah. Uh, are we the blueprint? Can... <gasps> that, that was, was good. good. Thank you. you. Thank Redemption. You. Thank Truly. you. I tried a little. <laughs> um, and thank you all for listening to me for five minutes every two weeks. I, why don't you have anything better to do is my question, but thank you. I Wait, I think this is the time that we actually g- give Cody the chance to share his Twitter because it always gets cut <laughs> out. Oh and my God. <laughs> Joyce, can we get a promise that Cody's Twitter <laughs> She is <laughs> nodding. <laughs> thank you, Joyce. Okay, my Twitter is at Cody underscore S underscore Smith. Please follow me. Like, I do, that's my best work. It really is. <laughs> Thank you for giving me this opportunity. Thank you for your work. So here with us is Jordan and Kai. Hello, I'm Kai. I'm Jordan. And we're going to talk about summer thought bopping. I learned it from so, you. So some would say that summer thought bopping is when you reach your final form mm. as a college student. So mm. again, this is hypothetically speaking, not from lived experience at no, all. Not at all. Um, but summer thought bopping is when you are the most available, both time-wise, emotionally, sexually. You are the yes man of the friend group. So like, people are like, do you want to go out? Do you want to grab drinks? Do you want to go to the club? And you're like, yes, yes, yes. Like... The only clarifying questions you ask are, like, when and how much money. Like, And mm-hmm. will there be black people? And will there be black people? That's real True. because... Critical question. True. Critical. I love the way you defined it because it reminds me of Once on This Island, the, the show we just did for 4 Because <laughs> they were, like, oh, some say, some say, and they were all gossiping and, like, talking shit. Mm, yes. Um, so I'm just so intrigued because it sounds like Summer Thought Bopping has been a really empowering experience for this hypothetical Kai. 
So for this hypothetical person, real in real life guy, I I.e. me, <laughs> um, I would say that thought bobbing has been so magical and so central to my own personal growth. I think for me, summer thought bopping, I think really started when I turned 21, which was not in the summer because of my Pisces. But like, I think that was really the start of it was like, I don't know. I think when I turned 21, I just had this moment that like, oh my God, like I'm actually really hot. And like that opened so many doors for me. Like, you know, like I spoke that shit into existence. I was like, I'm a bad bitch. And like good things that come to bad bitches started coming to me too. You're a bad bitch. Thank you. (laughs) Jordan, what about you? Can you identify with that? Do you relate to that? Was thought bopping an empowering experience for you? Listen. The you summer U-hauler. stresses me deeply. Um, because you can't U-Haul in the summer. Wow. <laughs> okay, we're exposing people today. No, I'll save that for later. Okay. Um, I I don't know that I would say that I am a summer thought. I, I definitely know summer thoughts. I'm more of like a summer thought support system. Mm. True. Um, snaps to that snaps. snaps. I'm an excellent wing woman. Um, this is true. It is true. Oh, I'm a bad wing woman. Kai is a terrible wing woman. I'm the really worst. horrible. Really <laughs> F minus. <on> I <laughs> am very selfish in the summer. So I in the, oh, summer. In the summer. <laughs> so do you feel like you've thought bopped in different seasons? I'm more of a thought bop in theory not in practice i'm more of a like grubhub the thoughtery kind of person Mm. i would like to order the shenanigans to me i don't want to have to go out and get it Mm. Mm. the bop is the operative term then indeed um it's an active verb to to bop it is um and i'm more of a passive thought Mm -hmm. so you want someone to bop to you yes and then bop Away. Right back. Right <laughs> back that's home. The, that's honestly home. the important part is the bopping away. Yes, I think that we yes, spend yes, a lot yes. of time thinking about, like, how are we going to capture the bopping and how are we going to, like, bring it to ourselves? Mm-hmm. And we don't spend enough time making sure that, the like, the f- other fellow thoughts that we are thought bopping in conjunction with are thought bopping away as well. Mm. They can't get is too comfortable. Is that coming from a place where you've had messy uh, bopping away? Lie. Um, I dare you. <laughs> I will say that speaking from the eye perspective, mm, I have statements. less issue bopping away from things, mm. more that I have more issue with people that I have bopped mm. with mm. bopping away. Mm. They mm. want to stay put. Wow. I think that's in part because, you know, just full transparency, I have a really comfy and very large bed. Oh, that's what it is. <laughs> Do say more. Yes. So I think people just get really comfy in uh-huh. the bed, and then they don't want to leave ever, oh. and then they start to love me. That Oh. oh. <laughs> huh. For me, the summer is, like, my favorite time for me, myself, and I, because I think I just reach my final form, like... I'm just so friendly. I'm just so out there. I just know so many people in like the most superficial of ways. And like, that's just so low stakes and so not stressful. I just, I just love it. I just live for the summer. I can't wait for it to come. And Jordan, how does Grubhub Thoughton change when spring becomes summer? Um, 
Listen. <laughs> I really prefer to be in my own is what mm. it is. Um, I think I'm here to speak towards the collective thought pop experience. Uh, as I am definitely team team thought bob team support i'm i'm always here for it i don't necessarily partake you're an ally i'm an ally that is fantastic thank you <laughs> i need um, more actual thought bops to thought bop with me she does so if anybody is out there i'm looking for fellow uh, hosts to hoe together someone to together to be on their thought Woo. opportunities with that's guy thought opportunities i feel mm. like going out as an ally with thought bops is not fun it is. Because they I disappear. Like they just kind of like, and you have no one to Uber home with. Mm. <laughs> the thing is, like, for example, <laughs> gosh. <laughs> uh, I felt really attacked just then. Um, the thing is, like, I actually enjoy, like, I'm fine with that because when I go, if and when I go out, I think it's more fun for me to do the, like, the catching. I like to catch and release, catch and release, like, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm all for the chase and the fun and the go home alone. Um, I'm also usually the one who's like, girl, it's a smooth two o'clock in the morning and I need to go home. So I don't have a problem with Ubering home by myself, especially mm. since like my bed is at the end of the ride. So that's why I like Ubering home with other people. <laughs> so you don't like my... to be alone in bed. That's what I'm hearing. Um, no. Well, if I'm going out to the club, I only go out to the club if I'm in the mood to bring someone home back with me. Wow. I, the talk about Ubering home alone is so fascinating to me um, because I don't, I'm realizing I don't think I know how to thought bop. I don't either. Not yet. And so this past summer when I was trying to summer thought bop, uh, my signature move, what has become known as pulling a John, is mm. running, physically running home from the club Alone, near tears. Um, We should work on that. Because I don't want to pay for that Uber all by myself. Okay, but to be fair, Penn Transit will pick you up from 20th. So all you got to do is run from 13th to 20th. That's only seven blocks. And then Penn Transit will pick you up. Was in DC, so I oh. definitely pulled that in Philly. Where okay, never I mind then. I forgot you were in DC. I was gonna say for <laughs> Philly, you don't need to walk all the way home. Um, but also, John, are you good? Yeah, like are you good? <laughs> yeah. Why the tears? Why, why the, t- the tears and the running and not walking? Yeah, like why like, what's the rush? Number one, I don't have time. I have work in the morning. Wow, so number like, two, so you're going out of the middle of the week. Yeah. It's like Thursday night was the night. True, true thought, Bob. Dedicated. I, number two, I need to get exercise in anyway. Sometimes no, you I. Don't. You've been catching bitches with his body your whole life. You don't need exercise. That's actually very true. You don't. Why I, the tears? I was oh because. I go out and I'm like trying to make new friends in a new city, mm-hmm. maybe trying to catch a dick. Catch it. Mm-hmm. And then all these new friends, quote unquote, are gone. Bop away. They bop I'm away. I'm telling you, they do. Or. At least the gay ones do. And then I've got, I'm pulling in my line and there's no dick at the, on the hook. Mm. And it's, it's 2 a.m. and I'm like, well, Dwayne Bean the third already left with someone and he's the one who lives closest to me so i guess i'll just run home you know that's actually really real though because i think what you were saying in terms of like it's 2 a.m the options are like running out like i think for me as a thought bopper i think one of the 
most difficult and humbling experiences is when you fall asleep when you should have been thought bopping and you miss an are you up text that's the worst opportunity when you miss a thought opportunity that is literally the worst and i start to regret all my life choices and then you wake up at like a smooth 5 a.m to go take a piss and and you're like see it and then you see Mm. it and you're like let me just text them back in the hopes maybe they're still awake and they never are Mm -mm. wow okay and ian and john if you will i feel like we definitely have the expertise to maybe give a rundown of what a successful thought bop evening should go like so if you would allow us to do that please okay so to begin your thought bop evening um you need a gang of bad bitches yeah you can't come out with some average looking bitches you gotta look bad as hell and they also must be loyal Yes, they also need to look a little bit better than everyone Pre- else in the club approved. because yes. you, you're, like you and your crew, you need to be the best dressed and the best looking in the club so that people are initially afraid to approach you. That also means you need to help one another get ready. True. So if you see your friend's cheekbones are high and mighty, but perhaps not highlighted, you be highlight that face. Them. You highlight them. Don't you don't look at your thought bob companion and not. Improve them in whatever ways. And honestly, I would say the act of getting ready is both a selfless and selfish experience Mm, because you want your uh, you want your fellow bad bitches to be as bad as they can be so that they can also snag fellow bad bitches. Indeed. But you also want them to look bad as hell so that you too can attract bad bitches to your crew because you want the collective stats of the evening to be high. Yes. Truth. Um, so while you're getting your thought bop outfits together, um, I think critical is the music that you play. Yes. Um, and the Snapchats. The Snapchats. I am not personally a take pictures all the time person like Kai is, but when we are getting ready to go out, I allow it. I'll allow it. I would it's say- It's also important because you want to let the, your host know that you're going out. Say it louder, Ian. Mm-hmm. And you know, That's that true. you are thought bopping. Yes. Because I know that for me, sometimes I'll go out and I will exchange Snapchat contacts, but not actual digits with people because I'm like, one, it's still really pretty easy enough to find people from just a Snapchat like username. So I'm not that pressed about that. But also it's like, you don't need to know all of my information, but like. True. But Get yes. you a Google voice number. Right. True. That's, Yes. Rule number one, right back. Rule number one, get a Google voice number. And then if someone starts acting crazy, block a bitch. It's not that hard. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I would say that like posting a lot of pictures of you looking bad as hell on Snapchat, on your Snap story specifically, is so crucial. I think you need to look really good on Snapchat. So then all of the people who like you met at the clubs will then see you. And if they were undecided about going out or not, they know that you're one in the mood for thought bopping. So they know they at least have a shot. And two, they know that they at least have someone that they can look at when they get to the club. True. True. I would also say that the second rule of thought bopping is that when you get to the club, you can't actually seem that interested in anybody. Like you need to really just seem like you're having the best time of your life with your gal pals. Because if you look like you're out there scouting, like people will be like, "Oh, she's looking for something in particular." But if you're just out there and you're just living your best life, let it come okay, to but you. One yes. caveat, though, I would say you have to look some level interested. No, no, because when to- my friends and I like not my thought about gang, but like when my like gay friends and I go out, I feel like we're really into dancing, and that's all we do, and we give people like zero interest. Okay, mm-hmm. so this is like no looks. This is a yeah. caveat. I think this is something that like I personally have like really spent a lot of time in mastering, mm-hmm. and it's when. It's part of looking interested. I do agree with you. So what I do when I go out is when I look hot as fuck and I'm like, wow, I would take me home. Um, I like wait until I see someone attractive that I would in- 
in theory want to take home and if like even if they're like okay so if they're dancing with someone or whatever but it seems like they're like a real relationship I leave it alone but if it's like if they're dancing with someone and it seems like they just met that night I always make sure to make eyes with the person that I want to sleep with so that they know that they could be having a better time with me. But here they wow. are. She does the move. I will say that, like, I'm not a good wing woman, but I am good at seeming like someone's girlfriend if someone creepy is <laughs> around. Because <laughs> I'm like, okay, I don't want to be embarrassed, but I also don't want you to get snatched. So mm-hmm. that's, like, a little more pressing for me is, like, my friends not getting snatched. Safety first. Safety first. Exactly. Safety does come before hoeing, and that's me saying that as someone who like really like has hoeing near the top of the list safety's still first so like if there's someone creepy that's around like i will absolutely be your girlfriend in that second before i let you get snatched i would say for me it's safety of friends hoeing safety of self Mm, mm, we need to <laughs> and let's go back to the crying and the I want the young, like, the sprouting thought-boppers mm. to, like, listen to this episode, like, when it comes out. And then in July, when you're crying and you have rosé and ice cream, mm. to go back and, like, collect yourself. Mm. Remember this. I also want the young thought-bops to know that you have mentors and people on this campus that are looking out for you. And people that can guide you on, well, not Ian and Jordan because they're leaving us. But I just meant because you're leaving. Damn. Um, but like John, well, maybe not John. I can guide you on <laughs> so the really path of find her. I can guide find- you along how to be an effective hoe, how to not catch feelings as a hoe. But like, I do want to make it clear that like, not everyone's cut out for this life. Like, my Venus is an Aquarius, and I'm an Aquarius rising. So like, I'm good at the detached. But so, like, young youngins. Please find Elder Kai. Thank you very much for listening. Loved having you too. XOXO Gossip Gossip Girl. Girl. (laughs) Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye forever. (laughs) Thank you for listening with myself, John Holmes, and my co-host, Ian John. We want to thank our intern, Diana, our wonderful producer, Joyce, Andrew Ellis, for providing our transition music. You can find him on SoundCloud as Dummy Fresh. We record in the Wexler Recording Studio in Kelly Ryder's house. And we want to thank, of course, the Daily Pennsylvanian for having us. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or conspiracy theories, feel free to email podcasts at thedp.com. And we'll catch you all in two weeks. This is a message to anyone who might replace Ian on this podcast, um, if that is something we decide to do. I don't like you as much as I like Ian. But also, if you're interested, (laughs) please please let us know. I tried to act like it was our decision, but we just need to find someone. (laughs) Email podcasts at thedp.com.